RTHK, the t- news at 11 o'clock with Todd Harding. Tonight's headlines. The mainland relaxes some of its major COVID restrictions, including allowing patients with mild symptoms to isolate at home. The government proposes doubling the fine for littering on the street to $3,000, and people who want a fifth dose of a COVID vaccine can get one from Friday next week. Mainland authorities have announced a loosening of COVID restrictions, including allowing patients with mild symptoms to isolate at home. In addition, the frequency and scope of PCR testing will be reduced and lockdowns scaled back. The adjusted measures were announced after a high-level meeting of the Communist Party decided that the nation should optimise epidemic prevention and control measures next year to better coordinate policies with economic and social development. Here's Liang Wangyan of the National Health Commission. We believe that they would be able to better cope with the new features of the COVID-19 new situation as well as based on the mutations of the virus so that such uh, control would be more scientific and precise and more operational and targeted uh, so we would be able to more effectively utilize uh, the prevention control resources uh, and uh, coordinate uh, the COVID response with the social economic development uh, to guarantee the normal life. Executive Councillor Jeffrey Lamb says the easing of COVID rules on the mainland is a step in the right direction. Mr Lamb added that he hopes officials can negotiate the raising of the daily quota for crossing the border before discussing the full resumption of quarantine-free travel. The measures announced by Beijing today is very encouraging. I suggest Hong Kong government should start to liaise with the mainland authorities in, you know, first of all, increase the quota of Hong Kong people entering the mainland every day. And secondly, about the quarantine-free measures. If things work out fine, you know, and the number drops from like 10,000 to, you know, 1, 2,000 or even in the hundreds, that would give a very good sign for the authorities on the other side to consider loosening up the procedures. The government says people who wish to get a fifth dose of a COVID vaccine can make an appointment from Friday next week. The daily caseload here in Hong Kong, meanwhile, is at its highest since late March, as Joanne Wong reports. The daily number of new infections jumped to nearly 12,000 for the day. Health authorities reported 11,981 cases, 703 of them imported, and there were 22 additional COVID-related deaths. The government says people aged 18 or above trying to get a fifth dose can make an appointment to do so from December the 16th. They can choose the new BioNTech bivalent vaccine, as well as the older BioNTech or the Sinovac vaccine. The BioNTech bivalent jab will also be available to adults who are getting a third dose of vaccine. This vaccine is already available as a fourth dose. The government said it's adopting the latest recommendations from an expert panel and scientific committees of the Center for Health Protection. Authorities also say they've arranged outreach medical teams to administer the BioNTech bivalent vaccine to residents of care homes. The government has proposed doubling the fine for littering to $3,000 as part of efforts to clean up the city. And the fine for dumping construction waste and illegal shop extensions will go up from $1,500 to $6,000. DAB party lawmaker Vincent Cheng welcomed the news of tougher penalties for shop operators who unlawfully use space outside their shops. 
but he urged the government to think twice about doubling the littering penalty for individuals. But littering, if the first time the local resident, they accidentally uh, dropped a letter and they find $3,000 is quite a lot for them, especially for the grassroots residents. So they hope that the government can consider about the progressive penalty. The first time they charge a lower cost, and then if they keep doing this again and again, and then they, they charge us more and more. To the weather forecast, mainly fine but cool tomorrow morning with a minimum temperature of about 17 degrees in urban areas, a few degrees even lower in the new territories. It'll be dry during the day with a top temperature of about 23 degrees and moderate northerly winds. The outlook fine and dry with cool mornings in the next few days. The temperature difference between day and night will be quite large. Currently the observatory, the temperature is 19 degrees Celsius, the relative humidity now at 70%. You're listening to RTHK. The time is coming up to five minutes past 11. The government says ditching the need for impact assessment reports for development projects of fewer than 50 hectares will not create loopholes when it comes to environmental protection. But concerns have been raised that this is all about rampant development at the cost of Hong Kong's environment. Maggie Ho reports. Under the Environmental Impact Assessment Law, projects covering more than 20 hectares require an EIA report, but the administration wants to change this to 50 hectares. The Assistant Director of the Environmental Protection Department, Terence Zhang, told an RTHK program that the authorities have reviewed such assessment reports over the past two decades and found that projects smaller than 50 hectares are usually related to housing or ancillary facilities that don't have much of a cumulative impact on the environment. We found that the environmental assessment impacts don't always include recommendations on land allocation or special measures to improve the environment. Mr Zhang added that specified infrastructure under the ordinance will require an environmental permit before construction, even if it's within sites that are smaller than 50 hectares. We still have to look at the cumulative impact, so I don't see any loopholes in this respect. But Roy Ng from the Conservancy Association said he is concerned that the proposed changes to the EIA ordinance are aimed at speeding up development at the cost of the environment. Speaking on the same program, Mr Ng said the government must make sure the law remains effective in protecting the environment. Lawmakers and logistics industry representatives are urging the government to help relocate brownfield site operators affected by land resumption before taking back such plots for redevelopment. The administration plans to reclaim around half of the 1,600 hectares of brownfield sites in the new territories. Currently, some operations at brownfield sites involve logistics firms, warehouses, open storage facilities and vehicle maintenance workshops. Legislator Lo Wai Kwok says officials should formulate long-term plans to help the sectors. What I'm advocating is the government has to have medium and long-term land policy, manpower policy, and also industrial policy. Some of the operators on this uh, brownfield land may choose to retire, but the different sector, but the industrial sector, have to survive. And they are important part of the different business chain in Hong Kong. Ocean Park has posted a sharp increase in its deficit due mainly to one-off impairment losses. Here's Maggie Ho again. Export and import numbers just highlight the domestic and the external. The theme park is now in the red for the second straight year. 
Despite a 38% increase in revenue, Ocean Park posted a deficit of almost $1.82 billion for the 2021-2022 fiscal year. Attendance for the financial year ending June reached 1.4 million, steady from the year before. The new Water World that was launched in September last year, meanwhile, received 200,000 visitors. Ocean Park attributed the deficit to $1.76 billion in one-off impairment losses on the property, plants and equipment and right-of-use assets, as well as $513.7 million in depreciation and other losses. The theme park did say the impairment losses had no impact on its cash flow. In the previous fiscal year, Ocean Park posted a deficit of $31.8 million. Maggie Ho reporting. Uh, researchers from Polytechnic University say they've invented a new type of lens for spectacles that can slow down the progression of myopia in youngsters. As Violet Wong tells us, the team says it works better than contact lenses among those aged between 6 and 18. PolyU researchers and engineers say they have developed glasses with ring-like structures on the surface to achieve an effect called myopic defocus in order to regulate human eye growth. That, they say, would help slow down the progression of short-sightedness among youngsters. Professor To Chi Ho from the university's optometry school says wearing the glasses eight hours a day can ease myopia by 60%. Jackson Lung, the director of a polyu-supported startup that co-develops the glasses, explained why they are more suitable than contact lenses for youngsters. More children can get benefit from this product because there's a restriction for contact lens. Contact lens, they cannot correct the astigmatism. This product can cover astigmatism up to minus four diopter. I think they will have similar, similar results because they use similar optical design. And I have a very high confidence that the market control efficacy will be up to 60%, similar to the contact lens. According to Mr. Long, 10 children with myopia have been wearing the glasses for eight months in the trial, and they only report a minimal progression in their short-sightedness. The mainland's imports and exports fell much more dramatically than expected last month. According to official figures, exports dropped by nearly 9% compared with the same time last year. Imports dropped by more than 10%. Janet Moy is a market analyst. Export and import numbers just highlight the domestic and the external challenges because domestically, you know, you have weaker imports because of slower demand as people are not spending as much. Uh, house builders are not building as many homes, etc. And externally, we are seeing global slowdown and uh, probably a recession in 2023. President Xi Jinping has arrived in Saudi Arabia for his first visit to the kingdom in six years. During his stay, President Xi will meet King Salman, as well as the Gulf State's de facto leader, Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman, and attend regional summits. China is Saudi Arabia's biggest trading partner. The Indonesian government has released on parole one of those responsible for the Bali bombing 20 years ago. The law ministry said Umar Patek had been released early from prison in East Java for what they called good behaviour. He was given a 20-year jail sentence in 2012 for his role in the Bali attack, which killed 202 people. He has served about half of that. 
The Taliban say they've carried out the first public execution since seizing power in Afghanistan last year. A man charged with murder was executed at a sports stadium in front of senior leaders. Last month, the Taliban said they would implement a strict interpretation of Islamic Sharia law for certain crimes. The BBC's Rajini Vaidyanathan has this report. Local Taliban officials in Farah province in the southwest of Afghanistan invited people over loudspeaker to watch the execution. In a statement, the Taliban said a man named Dajmir was killed after he confessed to murder. He was issued with a retribution order under Sharia law after his case was heard in a number of hearings in Taliban courts. It's unclear what happened during his trial or how the execution was carried out. During their first period of rule in Afghanistan, the Taliban conducted many public executions. Police have carried out raids across Germany, arresting 25 people suspected of plotting to take over the country. Prosecutors say the far-right group planned to storm Parliament and install their own government. The BBC's Damien McGuinness says those arrested include members of the Reichsberger movement. They want to undermine the modern German state, they want to overthrow the government and they want to found a state based on the German Empire or Reich from 1871. Now this is a very fringe movement, potentially a very violent movement and that's why officers have taken this so seriously because some of the people involved in this movement, some of the people arrested, the 25 people arrested, were former officers, former soldiers. One of them was a former member of the National Parliament here in Berlin. She was working as a judge until she was arrested. In the U.S. state of Georgia, the Democrat incumbent Raphael Warnock has beaten the Republican former football star Herschel Walker to win the last Senate seat up for grabs in the midterm elections. The Democrats now have a 51 to 49 seat majority in the Senate. Here's Mr. Warnock's victory speech. After a hard-fought campaign... It is my honor to utter the four most powerful words ever spoken in a democracy. The people have spoken. The result will make it slightly easier for the Democrats to advance President Joe Biden's nominees for judicial and administrative appointments. Amateur fossil hunters in Australia have uncovered the skeleton of a 100-million-year-old sea creature that scientists are heralding as a major discovery. Known as an elasmosaur, it had flippers like a turtle and a long neck like a giraffe. The BBC's Phil Mercer has the story. The ancient marine reptile was unearthed by amateur fossil hunters near the outback town of McKinley in Queensland. In the Cretaceous period between 66 and 145 million years ago, the elasmosaur would have been swimming in a vast inland sea. Scientists in Australia say it's a rare find that will help them to understand the evolution of a species that coexisted with the dinosaurs. And that's the news from RTHK. RTHK Radio Shades of night are falling It's twilight time Out of the mist your voice is calling Tis twilight time When purple colored curtains Mark the end of day I'll hear you, my dear, at twilight time 
a very good evening to one and all. Welcome to Wednesday night's Twilight Time with me, Peter King, featuring music from mostly a bygone era. If you'd like a song, it's radiopete at gmail.com. That's the email address. Between now and midnight, a good old collection as usual. And the song to start us off tonight is a beauty from Billy Holiday. Together, Love a man, oh, where can you be? The night is cold and I'm so all alone I'd give my soul just to call you my own Got a moon above me, but no one to love me Love a man, oh, where can you be? I've heard it said that the thrill of romance can be like a heavenly dream. I go to bed with a prayer that you'll make love to me. Strange as it seems Someday we'll meet And you'll dry all my tears Then whisper sweet Little things in my ears Hugging and a-kissing Oh, what we've been missing Love a man away can you be? I've heard it said that the thrill of romance can be like a heavenly dream. I go to bed with a prayer that you'll make love to me. Strange Someday we'll meet And you'll dry all my tears Then whisper sweet Little things in my ears A hugging and a kissing Oh, what we've been missing Love a man 